0: TED Audio
1: Collective. A few weeks ago, as I was walking through LaGuardia Airport, I saw this pod-looking thing. It was almost like one of those photo booths. But as I drew closer, I realized it was a mini lactation room, a nursing pod, a breastfeeding station. I remember thinking, okay, here we go, 21st century. That's very cool. It's clear that over the past few decades, society has begun to understand some of the unique ways women need to be supported, especially earlier in their career journeys. For example, many organizations now have dedicated spaces, lactation rooms, for employees who need to use them when they're breastfeeding. But what about later in a woman's career journey? What are the unique needs we haven't yet taken into consideration that could dramatically impact a woman's work life? I'm Madhupa Akinola. This is TED Business. Our speaker today is Andrea Berkowitz, an entrepreneur dedicated to solving health related issues that affect women's quality of life. In this talk, she shows how the rarely discussed symptoms of menopause can impact women's day to day work lives and ultimately their careers. Andrea offers suggestions for how organizations can be more menopause-friendly and create cultures that support diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace. Then after the talk, I'll discuss additional ideas for how organizations can support all employees as they age. But first, a quick break. This show is brought to you by Schwab.
2: Support for this show comes from Economist Education. TED business listeners know we've discussed how businesses can drive solutions to social problems, which requires understanding and presenting your data effectively and Economist Education has a new course on data storytelling and visualization. Economist Education provides online executive education courses that last about two to six weeks. They're designed to empower business professionals to thrive. It covers everything from international relations, sustainability, critical thinking, and more. The courses feature senior editors from The Economist and invited experts who share their insights. Economist Education is a great way to stay ahead in your career. And I have a special offer to get you started. Get 15% off any course from Economist Education, only available by going to my exclusive URL, education.economist.com slash business Enter our promo code TED-BUSINESS at registration. This offer ends on March 31st. Don't wait for 15% off. Go now to education.economist.com slash business and use promo code TEDBusiness at registration. Through conversations with investors and entrepreneurs, Unseen Upside by Cambridge Associates explores the human impact of investing. Season four focuses on exciting healthcare advancements, promising to improve outcomes and create resilient patient-centric systems blending technology and compassion. Meet the minds behind innovation shaping the future of medicine, from drug discovery to the role of AI. Uncover the Unseen Upside, available now. Of America's
0: 500 largest companies, only 41 have female CEOs. And if you look at other countries, the data is similar and in some cases worse. And of course, there are a number of factors contributing to global gender inequity in the workplace, but I believe that there is one factor often underrecognized, and that's menopause. So what do I mean? Many women will rise into senior positions of leadership in their 40s or their 50s. The average age of a CEO is mid-50s. Perimenopause, or the transition into menopause, generally occurs also between 45 and 55. And this is where the symptoms really start, and it can last up to 10 years. So just as a woman is stepping up, taking the reins, earning at her highest potential, her body can feel like it's betraying her. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, which turns out to be many of us, For me, I had my first conversation with my own mother about menopause in the last few years. It's a big deal. And it's not just a big deal for women over 45. Non-binary, transmasculine, and younger women may all cope with menopausal symptoms. So what are these symptoms? They can be physical, so that's hot flushes, joint pain, urinary incontinence, heavy periods. They can also be mental, anxiety, depression, bouts of low confidence, difficulty sleeping. Imagine that, 10 years of difficulty sleeping. The list is long and symptoms can change, so it means you never really know what to expect. But make no mistake, they are significant. So significant that in a study by Vodafone across five countries, it found that 60% of women dealing with menopausal symptoms said it impacted their work. In another study in the UK, 30% of women said that they missed work due to their symptoms. And at the extremes, women are making serious choices about their careers. As many as 11% forewent a promotion opportunity, and as many as 8% resigned from their positions because of menopausal symptoms. My fascination with female leadership and the obvious gap began as a strategy consultant working in boardrooms around the world, In over 10 years, I can count on one hand the number of senior women over 50 in executive positions that I saw. Whether it was Seattle or Dubai, Lagos or upstate New York, women were scarce at the top. I started to look around and question the system I was in, wonder what opportunities really existed. The women at the top were exceptional. The bar seemed almost too high to reach. And so I started speaking to my friends and colleagues in their 40s and 50s. They talked about things I knew, balancing a serious job, teenagers, and caring for elderly parents. But in a few instances, close friends opened up. They talked about how their bodies and their minds were changing and the impact of menopause on many aspects of their lives, including work. It was at that point that I realized if I wanted to make a difference to women in the workplace so we can all work as long as we want to, it was to improve menopause care. I believe the workplace can play a major role in improving the experience for women coping with menopausal symptoms. And it might sound cliche, but it does start with awareness. And then it means changing the physical setup of our offices, resetting expectations around work culture, and updating healthcare policies. So first, awareness. Since we learn virtually nothing about menopause in school, in the news, in pop culture, it's impossible to expect that even the most well-intentioned manager would have a clue how to be supportive. So many societies place so much pressure on women to appear young and happy and vibrant all of the time. All that effort put towards pretending that you're not going through a natural process of aging is a complete waste of time. Meanwhile, a day in the life of a peri- or postmenopausal woman could be running to the bathroom to wait out a hot flush, looking for paper towels for perspiration that came out of nowhere when everyone else was freezing, skipping a meeting or sending someone else because a wave of anxiety made you feel like you couldn't cope, or skipping a business trip altogether because heavy periods made leaving home virtually impossible. One way to raise awareness is to bring the discussion right into the workplace. Many companies already offer training programs on things like diversity and inclusion, anti-harassment, conversations on mental health or parental leave. Let's normalize conversation on menopause, inviting people of all genders and all ages to understand what's happening in this natural process of aging so people can learn how to be supportive. Next is the physical setup and expectations around work culture. For example, open plan offices are a disaster for so many reasons, not being able to control the temperature having no doors to close when you're having a hot flush or need a moment to regroup. And of course, you can't change an entire floor plan overnight, but there probably are some things you can do, whether that's desk fans, availability of period products, letting someone move their desk from closest to the radiator, or having a few rooms with a few doors that you can close if you need a moment to regroup are all good ideas. In situations where women wear uniforms at work, Updating the cut to a thinner fabric, making it more breathable, or even sweat wicking can make a huge difference to a woman's comfort, as well as having a few extra around if a quick change is required during the day. For employees who can work remotely, you can make it easier by giving examples of things to say to a manager when symptoms are out of control. For example, I'm having a really tough day due to my symptoms and it's making it difficult for me to perform at my best in the office. In cases where that's not possible, being able to say things like, I need to take a few more frequent breaks today rather than one long break, or, hold on a second, I'm having a hot flush. I truly believe that more openness about this topic, as well as leniency from an office around scheduling or more frequent breaks, will make a huge difference to retaining women and getting them over that next promotion hurdle. And then there's healthcare, which is perhaps the most important. In many cases, a workplace will provide in part or in full healthcare to its employees, so there's an opportunity to include menopause directly. It can benefit a woman to have access to real information about what treatment options are available and what doctors or specialists she may want to see, whether that's gynecologists, endocrinologists, pelvic floor physios, or talk therapists. Menopause is a highly complex and individualized situation, and having access to high-quality healthcare providers that can talk you through your treatment options and help you figure out what you want to do is critical. In many cases, insurance does cover this, or national health systems do have this available, but it can be hard to navigate, and all of the symptoms make finding the right doctor time-consuming and energy draining. Just as we have healthcare resources, for what to expect when you're having a child and how to be a great parent, we need better healthcare resources for what to expect in perimenopause and support through the entire transition. Every workplace is different, and not all companies will have the same approach to becoming menopause-friendly. But at the very least, increasing awareness and demonstrating some real empathy can be low cost. Just this year, we've heard several corporations make announcements about boosting female leadership at the top, and that's great. And it will take a lot of coordinated efforts to get there. But what's the first step? Getting serious about menopause. Thank you.
1: Tired of unnecessary payroll errors and the problems they bring? Like employees missing bills because of shorted paychecks. Managers taking the heat from angry employees about those shorted paychecks. HR and payroll teams clocking late hours to correct timesheets, expense mistakes, missing overtime, and sick days. All of that is so unnecessary. Pump the brakes on payroll errors for good by putting employees in the driver's seat. With Paycom's Betty, employees do their own payroll. Betty identifies errors and guides employees to fix them before submission right in the app because no one can afford for payroll to be wrong and who knows when their pay is wrong or right better than employees so why not let them fix payroll problems before they become problems when you get payroll precision every time unnecessary payroll hassles become well unnecessary manage the process to make payday right for everyone with paycom Learn more at paycom.com slash soundrise. That's paycom.com slash soundrise. If
3: there's a surefire way to wake up feeling fresh after a night of enjoying alcohol, it's with ZBiotics. ZBiotics pre alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works when you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. ZBiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make ZBiotics your first drink of the night, drink responsibly, and you'll feel your best tomorrow. Go to ZBiotics.com slash TEDBusiness to get 15% off your first order when you use TEDBusiness at checkout. ZBiotics is backed with 100% money-back guarantee, so if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to ZBiotics.com slash TEDBusiness and use the code TEDBusiness at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, ZBiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times.
1: That talk made me hot. Yes, I am right in that perimenopause zone, so it really spoke to me. I have hot flashes regularly, which feels so weird because I'm a person who normally is always cold. I mean, running outside in 60-degree weather with only a tank top on has become a norm for me. I guess that's perimenopause. And it's great that organizations are making the effort to be menopause-friendly. But menopause is just one aspect of an employee's journey in their 40s, 50s, and beyond. What are some other ways we can support all employees, men and women, as they age? I've been really surprised talking to my friends in this age group as I've noticed how different our approaches are to health-related dynamics. My dad worked in healthcare, which means I come from a family that asks to do tests before we even need them. I remember not yet hitting 45 but asking my primary care doctor if I could get a colonoscopy because I knew I would need one soon. Same with mammograms. Same with any type of tests I could get. Come to find out, most of my friends don't do this and many even delay or disregard tests they should be having. And it's not that they don't know to ask. But this stuff is scary. And it's easy to avoid following through on things we know we need to do as we grow older. Here's where our workplaces can fill that void, by taking the time to increase awareness and remind people of critical health milestones as we age. Many workplaces have emphasized getting checkups from the neck up, making us keenly aware of mental health-related resources. But what about reminding people to get checked for things like prostate cancer or mammograms or colonoscopies when the time comes? Health is just one dimension. But the bigger picture point is just as much as we focus on what millennials need and want, can we also think more about the needs of our older populations and organizations? Given how wide the technology gap can be between newer and older generations, the Internet has become a great source of upskilling. These days, there are plenty of online trainings you can take to strengthen skills in marketing or social media. There are even courses that offer specific software certifications. And while some companies might reimburse older employees for taking these, what about approaching an employee's career journey in a more holistic way? For example, some companies even offer midlife reviews where they sit down with older employees to talk about their goals for the next 10 or 20 years of employment. Maybe someone in your workplace wants a role shift or realizes that they're planning to retire earlier than they had anticipated. These are important things to know and why not discuss them intentionally? And speaking of retirement, some of my mentors have even talked about how much they loved phased retirement. Essentially, their companies allow them to gradually cut back their hours as they entered retirement, easing them into this new chapter. And get this. Some companies even offer grandparental leave. Isn't that so cool? You get a few days to get to know those adorable grandkids, support your children at a time when they need it most, and then get back to work when they get on your nerves. Who wouldn't want that? These are all simple enough gestures that involve prioritizing your workers at all stages of their journeys. But most important, creating a culture that is ready to support the youthful, and the more seasoned, because everyone needs a little special attention at work. That's it for today. This episode was produced by Transmitter Media with help from Jordan Bailey and Kiara Powell, and fact-checked by Matias Salas. Special thanks to Anna Phelan, Michelle Quint, Corey Hagem, and Colin Helms. I'm Madhu Ola. Talk to you again next week. Support for TED Business comes from Odoo. What's Odoo? Well, Odoo is an all-in-one management software with apps for every business need. Odoo has apps for CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, manufacturing, and everything in between. And they're all in one easy-to-use software. And the best part about Odoo? All Odoo apps are integrated helping you get things done faster and more efficiently. So when you think about business, think Odoo. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash tedbusiness. That's O-D-O-O dot slash tedbusiness.